Hi kids, welcome to episode 2, series 5, volume 9, part 6, book 1 of an adventure so bold and staggering, it makes Star Wars look like a Tony Blackburn home movie. So close, eight points. Eight points. Dude, we really needed to win that too. I think that was finals. I, I think that might be finals over. Yeah. Although I did, I looked at the final eight and we're a game out. Yeah. So if... Um, we win our next match against Carlton. That'll put us level. We just have to hope that the other teams all lose. Yeah. See, now now it's a case of not only have we got to win, but other teams yeah, have got to lose too. Yes. And percentage is going to kill us. Yes. <laughs> oh, well. I've I've labelled next week's match the Nya Nya Cup because um, if we win, we get to say to Carlton, Nya Nya, we're a better team than you. And they get to say, Nya Nya, we get a better draft choice. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I think I'll take the win. Yeah. Because there are so... (laughs) So many games that we've played against them that we've lost. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take the win. Thank you. And it'd be nice to see Max kick 10 goals. Yes. Oh, I understand he's had gone. Came from nowhere. Um, yeah, well, six goals was a good effort. Yes. Eight contested marks. Um, too short of the record, which is 10 by Wayne Carey. Oh, Bless you again. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, see, that, that's, a, that's a lot of um, contested marks that he took. That's fabulous. Yeah, and like the the six goals that he kicked, I think they were all from, from marks. Yes. Uh, didn't get any soft free kicks or anything. He got He took strong marks. No, and there were some very strange free kicks given. Oh, yes. Like um, the one that Nick Nat got where he was behind the St Kilda player, virtually grabbed our player, pulled him out of the way to get near the ball, and the umpire gave the free kick to Nick Nat. And it was like, really? Like, yeah. I'm sorry? I, I get a, I get terribly confused with some of the decisions they make. Yes, and the um, yes, and, and and there is no point. They're not going to change their minds. It's, it's it's just that's it. Blowing the whistle, free kick West Coast again. 
and um, hopefully when they get to finals, they'll get found out. Yeah. Oh, they will. I don't think they're that particularly good. Um, uh, now that Josh Kennedy is starting to get on, yeah. um, what, he got three goals. That's about his limit these days. Yep, and there's been times when he's kicked six, seven or eight goals against us. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yes, shall we get started? Yep, okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Animal Enclosure Podcast. My name is Peter and joining me, as always, is Neil. How are you, Neil? Uh, I'm good, thanks, Peter. A bit deflated, although I guess if you had said to me at the beginning of the year um, you'll play West Coast in Perth and you'll um, lose by eight points, I probably would have said, oh, we'll take that every single day. Yeah. Um, as an eight-point loss, but then looking at the result, it's like um, eight points. Damn it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, that second quarter that killed us. They, it always seemed like um, we'd be two goals behind and we'd kick a couple of goals and we'd be just behind them and then they would kick another two or three goals. Yeah. And, and we'd kick three to catch up and they'd kick another two goals to get a bit further ahead. I, I don't think was, was there any time that we were in, in front, maybe at the end of the first quarter? Um, yeah, it wasn't for long. No. Whatever time it was. So, uh, yeah, you're right. As, as soon as they kicked away, we, we'd sort of come back, apart from the second quarter at least, we'd come yeah. back, and but we'd only kick enough goals to get us, you know, just like a point behind. And then they'd kick a yeah. couple of goals, and yeah, like we kept, it was just catch up the whole time. Mm. And yeah. every time that we caught up, I thought they're going to kick the next goal now, and they did. Yep. And I did read where Simpson, as part of his coaching, was he could have taken McGovern and put him on King. But if he did that, then that would take away from an area where he was doing okay. And I think in that form, King might well have beaten McGovern as well. Yeah. It that any time they put the ball near him, he put his arms up and he came down with it. Yeah. Uh, what? And kicked accurately. Yeah. And what I really liked was the fact that when he went up for a mark, his arms, with his go-go gadget arms and how tall he yeah. is, he was yeah. like, a foot, two foot further in front or higher than the, the defence. So um, the only way they were going to knock the ball away was they're going to hit the arms, which yes. should be a free kick, even if it's not paid. It should be a free kick. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he just kept plucking them out of the air. Yes, he did. A great um, sign for things to come. It is, yes. He's, he's still a year behind all the other people from his knee 
rehabilitation that he did yeah. for a year. So, um, like, even his brother has a year in the system longer than Max King does. Exactly. Uh, I mean, a lot of people I've seen this season, a lot of people have said, you know, he's not up to it or he should be dropped. And uh, I, I think they're all expecting a Max King to come out and be, you know, another plugger, just come out and just start dominating. But I you did, know, if you I go back to it. Tony Lockett's career when he started, oh. I, I know he kicked 100 goals in about his third season or something, but his first two... He struggled to get past about four goals. Yes. Because I can um, remember at the time, we thought that was a good effort, not knowing what had, was to come. Oh, no. But someone had written down, I remember reading on Big Footy, and they said that um, at, to this stage, Buddy Franklin had performed this well, and, and it was way less than King had done. Um, they also compared Kennedy, um, and there might have been another player, I can't remember, but they said, comparatively, um, King is tracking well above, you know, Frank yeah. and King, uh, sorry, Kennedy, and and this is his second season, not his third, yeah. so yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason to drop him back to the seconds. No, what's the point? We know what he can do in the seniors. He may as well be doing it there. Yeah. I mean, you drop him back in the seconds and and he kicks 10 goals or something, you know. Yeah. Well, if he had played him in the seniors, he might have kicked 10 goals. So there's no point exactly. in dropping him back to the seconds. And, and there is no one else who's going to be in our team who's going to kick the 10 goals. Exactly. Um, how expensive was a pot of beer after the rugby? I'm going with Rowan Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Worth eight points? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. But, uh, well... Yeah, he wasn't so, but um, if we'd had him in the team, I think we're doing a lot better. Yeah. But then again, I mean, maybe he'd be down there. They would have had an extra tall down there to defend, maybe. Maybe Max King wouldn't have had the room to to take the marks and kick the goals. So, uh, who knows? But... That's still right in the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we... I think we rarely lose when both Ryder and Marshall are in the team together. Yes. No. Um, I, I, I looked at St Kilda's best, and there was a name that was missing. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names. Yes. Yeah. not one of them. Really? Well, I yes. thought that's a bit harsh. He had 13 tackles. I think what they did was um, that he changed his game to try and um, stop one of the West Coast players. Might yeah. have been Tim Kelly. That he, he went on to Tim Kelly and his goal was to stop him getting the ball, getting the kicks out. Yeah, so I, I think so. While, 
um, wasn't featured in our best players, it'll be interesting for round 18 of the, the best and fairest count to see whether he gets any votes or not. Yeah. Look, I, I would have given him, well, I would give Max King three votes. Yes. Um, tough for two votes. Yeah. I probably would have given Jack Steele two votes and one vote to maybe Dan Butler. Yes, 20 possessions, two goals. That's yeah. not a bad effort. Yeah, Zach Jones um, probably deserved a vote as well because he had 32 possessions, but I just thought that the two goals bit. Um, and Dan Butler has had a horrible year, probably his best game for the year. So he's going to get yeah. dropped next week after I said that about battle, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I thought Jack Steele played well. I, I can't believe yeah. he he wasn't listed in the best players. I know they expect a lot from him, but yeah. I mean, somebody he had 18 disposals and 13 tackles. Yes. And if I remember correctly, he got one free kick. Something like um, that. I have a question for you. Yep. We trade Jack Billing. Uh, do we uh, keep him or do we trade him? Because I'm I'm assuming that um, if Essendon get him at say pick seven, then we'll get pick eight after it as well for our comp- compensation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Jack Billings. Yes. I think he's a good player. Um, but he's never going to lead us to the promised land. No. But the question is, uh, you, you get rid of him and you get another young player, I assume. Um, yes. You know, is that play, young player going to be the equal what Billings is now? Yes. Well, it's always a risk. Like Burns and go well. That's that's the equivalent of what we might get in. We're not going to get the best from him for another two years or so. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough decision. Uh, also, Luke Dunstan, from what I've heard, has been is being chased by uh, Gold Coast. Oh, okay. I thought one of the South Australian teams might have been after him. Well, I thought that too, but uh, the oh, word oh, is that the Gold Coast are offering him a lot of money to come over next season because oh. he's a free agent. Banking, <laughs> banking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about my comment. Um, it, well, I, I think it was, I can think of a, a, a possible trade. Not a problem. Uh, thanks, Luke. All the best. <laughs> Wish, wish you well. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I never like to lose any players, but um, when they get offered big bucks, you you know they've got to accept it for their uh, their livelihoods. Yes. Um, it'll be well, interesting to see. Well, actually, they won't have to trade because he's a free agent, so they can just take him. Yep. Yep. And of course, their their budget, I think, is uh, a lot bigger than ours. I think so too. Yeah, salary cap, I should say, not budget. Yep. 
No, I, I, I think I would jump at that, reuniting the King brothers to play for St Kilda. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed on that. Yes. The, no, question, I, the other question we've got is uh, what are we going to do with um, Jack Loney? Yes. Because we've now got Dan Butler... Uh, Jack Higgins and Jack Loney all to play the same role. And Jay Gresham as well. As Jay Gresham, yep. Yeah. Plus any young kids that are coming through. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, with limited numbers on your list these days, can you afford to have three players who all play the same role? I wouldn't have thought so. And also they're playing long up forward now as well. Yes. <clears throat> Who um, features in my play of the day. Oh. Well, look forward to that because I don't think I actually remembered to pick a play of the day, but something might come back to me while we're talking. So. Yes. Do you want to do your play of the day now? Uh, I'll do my play of the day. It yep. would be best in the goal square and kicked it into the goal umpire. Oh, yes. <laughs> Next to the goal posts, so they've gone, oh, that's a, that's a point. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean... Seven metres, seven metres, and you're virtually on the goal line. Kick it anywhere else. Yeah. But you've kicked it pretty much straight at the goal umpire. I don't know whether it should be a point or a goal. Uh, I think he was saying, well, if I'm on the angle to watch the ball go through and you've hit me, the, what's behind me is a goalpost. Therefore, that's the point. Yeah, but it hasn't hit the goalpost. No. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Reality is it should be a point because of the the angle and everything. But if it yeah. hasn't hit the goalpost, how can you say, well, it would have hit the goalpost? Well, because they're the umpires and they make the rules. Yes, so, that's uh, true. <laughs> and but, put it this way, if it was the opposition that did it to us, we'd be saying, oh, yeah, it's a point. Yes, yeah, it, it should have kicked it. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean... Um, yeah, when it comes down to it, that shouldn't have been an issue in the first place. It should have no, kicked the goal. Should have kicked the goal. And that would have made life interesting. Yes. Um, I think uh, I saw a tweet, not last week, the week before, I think, on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, somebody said that... Um, was he was having a go at Max Max King, and he said, right. "Give me Tony Lockett any time." And I would have yeah. thought, "Well, you could say that about any other player compared to Tony Lockett, considering Tony Lockett's a record holder of the most goals." Yes. So I don't think you know, like anyone is going to say, "Oh no, I'll take Max King over Tony Lockett." No. But you can't compare a young player to the greatest forward who's ever played the game, or the greatest full forward that's ever played the game. Yes. So I think people get a bit 
taken by things like that. They've got to drop their expectations just down a tad. Uh, and then you, you could say, well, Jason Dunstall, um, he, his goal-kicking record was very close to Jason um, Tony Lockett's. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can remember listening to him when he, he kicked 17 goals, and he, I think he was too tired to kick the last goal. Yeah. Um, because they were trying to get the ball to him, and he just could not get get anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, the only thing you could argue about would, was that Jason Dunstall was in a much better side than Tony Lockett was. Oh, yeah. So yes, the delivery yeah. to Dunstall was a lot better. But you still got to take the marks. you still got to kick the goals, and he did that. You do. But, yes, um, some of Tony Lockett's snaps, were amazing considering it's such a big guy that that he was able to twist himself in in the pack, dodge a few players, hook it over his shoulder, and he knew where the goals were. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's there's no doubt in my mind that he's the best full forward we've seen. Probably will be the best full forward we'll ever see because yeah. of the way the game's played these days. It's uh, you don't get that many one-on-one opportunities like oh. they used to have. Um, how many goals would he have kicked with three umpires watching for a jump and pull and a, a, a hand knock, like going up for a mark, yep. and, and one-on-one, yep. like without people floating across to take a mark? I reckon he's, he would have, um, however many goals he's got, about 1,200, I'd say kick at least another four or 500 goals. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah, just just had that protection from the umpire. Especially the uh, knocking the arms and, and yeah. great, you know, scragging the jumper. Um, he, he used to get that every day, every game, I should say. Um, Wayne Carey would have done better. Uh, Fraser Gehrig would have done better. Yeah. There's a few players that, that could look back and say, well, if I could have played in the, these, these, these times, I think I would have done a bit better. Yeah. The only thing against that is that it, it's very, very few times do you see a player leading like Lockett used to do into an yes. open space because yes. teams seem to be able to clog up spaces these days. Oh, I think if you were, if you were a halfback flanker and the coach has gone, right, Tony Lockett's going to lead, you're, you're going to need to drop into the hole. They've got to feel them sort of going, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, Hammy's a bit sore. I might have to go off. Yeah. Can we put more pressure on the kicker, like the centre player, rather than me just standing there waiting for player to come over the top of me like a steamroller? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine just standing there, the balls has been popped up in the air, and you're standing there, and you can hear him coming from behind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a nice feeling. Especially if you're just like a, a typical half-back flanker that's, you know, lightly built and... Ugh. Yes. 
Yes. Now, um, are you ready for your questions? I yep. have two questions for you. Okay. And and if you get one, if you get the first one right, you are truly a legend. Oh, um, okay. Oh, it, it's a hard one. So it's a who am I? And my my nicknames were Jim, Jimmy, and or Judy. I played one season at the Saints. I was 20, and I played 17 games or three goals. I left because of homesickness, but upon, uh, upon later reflection said it was the lack of support from the club that made me leave. In 1954, I left the Saints to become playing coach of Hillsville Seniors before coaching Apollo Bay. The league's second division trophy is named after me, and the two clubs play a memorial game to celebrate my 55 years of con- as a contributor to football. So I'll give you his name. His name is James Warden. What makes him stand out as a player for St Kilda? Um, um, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to be a legend because I have no idea. <laughs> I'll give you your your first clue is the homesickness. Homesickness. Yes. Homesickness. Um, we have players who come at the club and, and some adapt well to playing in Melbourne and others get home. Was he a- Aboriginal? He was our first ever Indigenous player. Oh, okay. Well done. Nice job. Yes. Whew. That was a, a tough one. Oh, yes, as I'm reading, I'm thinking, if you get this right... <laughs> <laughs> I won't bother any more questions. <laughs> yes, so he was our first Indigenous player, and he said that, um, um, like, the the things that were called out to him as he was playing football, he said it was it was bad, like, really bad. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, things have changed. Um, before he passed away, he still said... No, it was shocking. It was shocking. Well, that was the 50s, did you say? Yes. Um, yes. Um, 1953. Yeah. Well, I can imagine how bad they were, considering how bad they were you know, right up until the 70s when Robbie Muir was copying it and uh, oh, players since then. remember there was a game in the... 90s, 80s, 90s, and my mate, myself, went to see Collingwood play Richmond at the MCG, and the guy behind us was just yelling out all of this stuff, and it was it was shocking. It was, you know, young gets it because he's black, he's this and that, he's everything, and and. Like, you know, you're thinking, oh, if I save him, I'm going to get a punch in the back of the head. 
so quarter time we sort of stood up and did a bit of a stretch and glanced around and it was dad there with three kids under the age of five. Oh my god and it was like mate no yeah. so um with that contact number that they have now we would have said yeah look this guy's got to go he can't yeah. football so that's bad isn't it Oh, yes, yes. yes. And, and, you know, we'd heard plenty growing up, but this was just beyond the pale. It was just so bad. Yeah. Oh, of course, you know, we had the famous Winmar incident at Collingwood, or yes. oh, McAdam yes. and Winmar. Was, yes. was there a third Aboriginal player then? Well, in that uh, game. In that game? I think there was. Um, I'm just trying and to think of what his name was. I have to go back and check my records. Yeah. And I have a movie question for you. Oh, a movie question. Okay. I do. Um, despite being made in 1975, in 2011, it was rated number two in the US for greatest movies of our time. Um the budget was about $500,000, but no production companies would back it. So the production companies went to private investors, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Elton John, Jethro Tull. Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Is correct. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All um, right. Next one was filmed in a castle in Scotland. Um, they made five million from the movie. Um, a television version was produced in 1977, but the cast was displeased that a lot of the profanity was cut out. <laughs> And then the next clue were some of my characters were the Black Knight and the Knights of Neat. Yes. That is funny that you've brought that up because um, I was reading something about, um, um, what's his name, Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Uh, Yes. Dave Gilmore. Was Dave Gilmore? Yep. Yeah, um, just uh, about a month ago, I was, I was just reading an article about him and he was talking about various things and he brought up the fact that he and the band had invested in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's what the reason I knew it when you said his name. Ah, oh, nice. Or when you said yeah. Pink Floyd, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and I thought, and that just sort of stuck in my head and then when you said it, I thought, oh, it has to be. Yes, yeah, and yes, no, no one uh, wanted to back it. Yeah, that's a bit. Um, Crocodile Dundee, and I read a story. There was a young guy who was, um, I don't know, he was a bank clerk or something like this, and he invested in um, Crocodile Dundee. And the last they saw of him was in a chauffeur-driven car with two or three girls on his arms. And he was going out there. <laughs> and apparently, he'd made quite 
quite a bit of money on it. Yeah. Yes. Well, you, you never know. I mean, there have been some absolutely shocking films that, uh, with big budgets that they've got nowhere yeah. near their money back. But there's also been other films like Holy Grail that's had a, a much smaller budget but has made a lot more money. So. Yes, I, I did read the ones with the big budgets. Um, I think John Carter from Mars, they made into a movie and it had the second highest budget, but um, if it was like $380 million to make, it made $400 million. Yeah. It was a $20 million dividend at the end. So um, they never went back and to make another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw a movie the other day. I didn't see. It. I was reading about it online, and oh, it, it, the budget was about 150 million, and it ended up making about 20 million. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, no, it's gone. It might come back to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think that's why they make um, sequels is because uh, you know they know people know the story, they know the characters. Yeah. Therefore, we'll, we'll go and see the next one because we, we we enjoyed the first one. Yeah, and and they know you know if, if the first one made a lot of money, well, it makes sense to make a second one because even if it's not as good, it's going to make a similar sort of amount. Um. The Lone Ranger, when they brought that out not long ago, with Johnny Depp and um, Tonto. Yeah. And and they never made a sequel. They just said, no, that's a shocker. Yeah. We, we can't give it a follow-up. But then the Pirates of Penzaz, or whatever it's called. No. Is that what it's called? No, not Pirates of Penzaz. Um, Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Right, the All those sequels made a lot of money. They, they did, yes. And yet I thought uh, the first one was the only good one. Well, I think by the last one, um, just by bits and pieces that I read, Johnny Depp was like, no, I'm not learning the words. I'll put in an earpiece and you can say them and I'll repeat repeat them. Ah. So instead of learning his lines, it was like you can just tell them, tell them to them. Right. Okay. And, yeah. and then had, you know, outrageous demands for, well, in in my um, cabin, I need, you know, freshly poured water, you know, um, strawberries, all sorts of demands that, that were, you know, Anyone would look at and go, mate, you're a wanker. Just you know. yeah, no, it's a glass of water. It, it will do. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> for some movies, they end up paying, you know, certain actors so much money just to be in it that they're behind mm. the eight ball already. Yes, yes. I think I read where some of them were going. Instead of paying me a salary, I'll take a percentage. And I thought, well, that's clever. Because yeah. if it's a really successful movie, whatever I'd put down, 
as my fee, I'm going to get a lot more in return. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you only got to look at uh, George Lucas with the uh, keeping the rights to the um, merchandise for Star Wars. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he's still reaping it in. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I did smile. I, I told the kids uh, one of my last years of teaching and like a Christmas carol. And I said, you know, there's a band called Slade, which has come up with a Christmas song, which makes them something like, I don't know, uh, a couple of tens of millions of dollars each year because it just gets played and played and played and played and they just keep getting royalties. Yeah, exactly. Find the song for next our next podcast, but um, like around the back of my head, but I know that they get a lot of money just from going the song. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of what it's called. I can picture it in my head. I can listen. Yeah. I can hear it. I just can't think of what it's called. Yes, yes, and and they'll become an earworm because as soon as you look up the name of it, that song will tune will go through your head and you'll be singing it for the next couple of days. <laughs> yes, as it always happens. Yeah, it does. Well, uh, Peter, I think what's it eh? Yeah, unless you got. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't got I haven't got any questions. I've been um, busy doing some some person's audio books. Oh, excellent! Uh, yeah, and um, I thought what I do was the one that we're doing on the podcast. Yes. I thought I'll just do a practice run through, and I ended yep. up doing the rest of the book, not. The afterwood or anything. But yes, yes. If uh, when we do the podcast, we can either use that or or we can just do it live like we usually do. I don't care. So oh, it's, it's up to you. Good. I yeah. look forward to, to hearing what it sounds like. And of course, I've been doing the um, the plants one. Yes. Although I haven't been happy with the the sounds, so I've been fiddling around with. Uh, the effects on the program that I use. Yes. And um, there are a lot of effects there that I've never used before. And after testing them, there are a lot of effects there that I'll never use again. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them were just really bad. Well, that's going to be very entertaining to hear what you say those are. Yes. Okay. one quick question before you go. What, what size shoe do you take, please? Size shoe? Um, it's been a while since I bought any shoes, but it's about 10, I think. Uh, well, check and see. I've got uh, an 11 size D, which you'll love the colour scheme. So if, if you think you might fit into an 11, I'll, I'll send them over. I can always try. <laughs> Wear two yep. pairs of socks. No. <laughs> yes, you can too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peter. All right, Neil. All right. Catch you. Bye. Bye.
as per usual, we're going to finish with the Gaelic song written about St Kilda, Ireland, which is just west of Scotland. Enjoy. Oh, the meek of good support. 